this week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet. We'll recap UFC fight night, Darius vs. Sarukian, as well as crowning our boy Platinum Perry as the king of violence in BKFC. We'll discuss this week's real winners and losers and hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome, and Real Callouts. Last but not least, we'll preview UFC fight night, Song vs. Guterres. Here we go. We are back again. We got a full recap, a full preview, both fight nights. Um, is this a Apex fight night we got coming up? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Definitely has got to be. They Apex, put it together last minute. Big Apex energy coming out of it. Um, Definitely. So we won't weigh these two the same. Last week we were in Austin, Texas, which felt like a pay-per-view to me. Dude, the live crowd, just, and they were pretty rowdy in Austin, I felt like. They were going nuts for, for a few guys who... I almost think they're making trying to make a name for themselves, which I give them all the credit in the world for. Because right. two years in a row, the Austin, Texas UFC crowd has been pretty wild. Yeah. Did you see Rogan in the crowd chilling by himself? He was by himself? Well, I mean, he was just chilling in the crowd. I'm sure he was with like his... Oh, uh, yeah. I saw Segura there. He was just sitting right behind one of the corners. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a bunch of people there, but... Uh, it's interesting. He was. Do you think he asked for the day off, or does he... He just only does pay-per-views now? Only pay-per-views, yeah. So. God, he's got the best... Uh, best job in the business um anyways yeah so uh we'll we'll have our full recap and a preview of a of our apex card but before we do that we'll start as we always do with our take of the week so ryan as always take us away all right i i think this needs to be implemented for the ufc the ufc needs to have legit like sanctioned mag- or measurements for fighters height and reach and whatnot like you're making when a good you point. sign the roster you come into the apex we get the tape measure out we put it on the official website. No more, no more lying. Um, you know, there's more guys lying about their height in the UFC than there are guys pretending to be six foot on Tinder these days, dude. It's <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Rob Font, he was like centimeters taller than Figgy in the cage, and spo- he's supposed to be a giant over him, which uh, yeah, he was we're pretty not. salty about. Yeah, you're right. There's real money on the line. These stats need to be verified by a third party. Yeah. There's so many times where it's like, oh, this guy's four inches taller. And then they get in there, and they're within an inch, if not the same height. Or they tried to say that France, Francis and Jarzino Rosenstrike were the same height, and then there's a picture of them standing next to each other after the fight, and Francis is like five inches taller than him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not even like... We're out here getting bamboozled. It's not like, oh, like I wore like my shoes with the big cushion in them or something and added an inch like these guys are adding like four five inches to their height some of them who would have thought you could self-report your height because you obviously can't self-report your weight yeah but i just whatever yeah i mean the more the more betting grows and stuff like that i feel like we should at least have accurate information yeah how hard is it how hard is it to get you know to actually when you ask them how tall are you? Just don't take their word for it. Just get the tape measure out there. Yeah, and listen, if you weigh 135 pounds, there's no reason to exaggerate your height. No, <laughs> we, we already know we you're already small. We already know you're little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're not small, it's going to be noticeable. So Yeah, and I'll be honest, sometimes you can tell in the face-off, sometimes you can't. So you can't really leave it on us because some guys like hunch and then some guys like try to stand up tall. Yeah, Some exactly. guys are on their tippy toes and all you see is the faces. So I think that, 
Yeah, I think that we got a little bit bamboozled. We thought that Rob Font was going to have this huge height and reach advantage over Figueredo, and they look the same size. Exact same size. Like, Rob Font looked to be just slightly taller. Skinnier, too. Yeah, Figueredo looked bigger. He looked almost the same height, and he looked way stronger for the division than Rob Font, which, I mean, Rob Font's never been known to be, like, jacked, like, power guy or anything, but he looked to be, like, at a size disadvantage overall. Yeah, and a power disadvantage also. So Yeah, and I never bought the, like, Figueredo was this giant flyweight because he doesn't look that big against a lot of other fly- flyweights. You know? not, like, he, wasn't, he mauled a couple guys. He mauled Joseph Benavides and he mauled Perez. But he, didn't, he never mauled um, Brandon Moreno, and Brandon Moreno's not a giant flyweight. Yeah, but he's taller than him slightly, I think, though. But maybe not. I don't know. Well... We'll probably could save a little bit for the recap, but there was the factor that Figueredo was killing himself to get down to 155, and he was actually fighting with a full gas tank and full, yeah, fully charged up for once. But I really didn't put too much stake in that because I thought he's still going up 10 whole pounds, like to a guys who have been fighting much bigger. There's a reason you cut. There's a reason guys go to 125 or cut an extra 10 pounds. It's because it gives them an advantage. Yeah, exactly. Despite the losses. Maybe the advantage at 150, 125 is more so that there's just not as many people you have to beat. Yeah, that there's no no talent at the, in yeah. the division. I mean, you win two fights at 125, and you're going to be fighting for a title. Right. Yeah, if they're impressive victories or whatever. But where does that put him now in the top? What was Font ranked? Seven? Seven or eight, I think. Where does that put Figueredo in the bantamweight? I, did, I didn't think he'd... I thought he'd lose his fight and he'd be stay unranked and he, he maybe we'd get two or three. Yeah, just take Rob Font's spot and then just take Rob Font out of the top fifteen because he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be in there in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, he needs to stop lying about his height. Yeah, just he, bullshit. You're like, a little guy too, all right. You you guys can all. Uh, I mean, maybe that has something to do with him training with uh, Calvin Cater, known midget destroyer. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like he thought if he if he pretended not to be a midget, maybe Calvin wouldn't beat him up so bad in practice. That must but be it. Anyhow, I'll move on from because what's like Calvin Cater's like supposedly five eight, probably right. Yeah. Most of those one forty fives are like five eight, five nine, maybe yeah. five ten. Few of them lie and say they're five ten. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Cater's even supposed to be. Um, but ever since you exposed him as a midget beater, he's been he's been um, getting lit up. Yeah, exactly. Now we can't even beat the midgets. <laughs> you put the blueprint out on him. Um, yeah, I don't know what he is. Let's see. Kelvin Cater is five eleven supposedly. Wow. Yeah, I, I would not take him for being five. The whole camp is just lying about their height. Yeah. The whole camp. This is a, uh, what are they, the New England cartel problem, not a UFC-wide problem? <laughs> yeah, possibly. No, I think it is a UFC-wide problem, though, so. I mean, Jalen Turner looks like he's 6'2". Right, and Figueredo's probably five. not 5'5", five five either. He's probably, like, 5'3". We can actually go into Fight Ready next time he has a camp and actually size him up. Yeah, just wait in the parking lot. Because I could see him not not knowing to lie about his height. Right. But he's also hanging out with Henry Cejudo, who probably would lie about his height. So, Oh, definitely lying about his height. Because so. I, I saw him in person, and he is no bigger than five feet tall. <laughs> his, I'm not even kidding. His feet didn't touch the ground in the, uh, in the food court chair. Like, he was sitting in his food court chair, and his feet were dangling like a little child. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that's crazy. I mean, 
But is it when you're a grown man and you've, you've actually fought at 125 pounds? Maybe not. I don't know. When I mean, did, when's the I'll last give him time this. You his, like his tippy toes would touch the ground. Just not, when, he couldn't get the heel down. But when's the last time you weighed 125 pounds? I don't know. Probably in junior high school or something. Yeah, I think it was in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, exactly. No, I might have been a freshman in high school. I was really, I grew really late. But it hasn't been then since probably 13. Yeah. Imagine being 35 and 33 and weighing 125 pounds. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. You have to be a little man, a little bone. You have to have little bones. Like, you have to, your feet have to dangle from the chair. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't be. You got to be tiny. Or you have to be, uh, what's that, uh, Sean, uh, the, uh, uh, Sean Woodson, <laughs> yeah, Skeletor, the Slenderman, Slenderman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even he can't make one twenty-five, but yeah, he's like six foot tall. So, yeah. Anyways, I think we need to. Um, I think we need to get official heights and weights. It would just be helpful. Um, we do have official weights. We need to get official heights because we're we can't keep getting bamboozled. Self-reporting yeah. is obviously not going to work. It's it's not working, and there's there's clearly clearly some lying going on. Yeah, absolutely. Save the lying for the. Hinge hinge profiles and tender right? profiles. And it's like, if you're going to lie about your height, say you're shorter so, like, opponents are surprised, right? When yeah, you're way bigger us. than them. Yeah, not us being <laughs> yeah. surprised. Figueredo knew it was coming. We didn't. Fucker. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll move on from, uh, from that to um, a more positive take. Uh, Platinum Perry over the weekend, probably in yours isn't he awesome. He's in mine. But I'll just want to say he is the officially being recognized as the bare knuckle goat dude yeah just the goat of a sport it's pretty insane yeah and like everyone is giving him his uh his due like this is what he was made for he's apparently very good at it um his chin was not as good in ufc as it is in bare knuckle like eddie eddie alvarez who's got some power and is a good fighter was really was rocking him and he was not he stumbled i think once he staggered him one time but like I mean, I guess eating a head kick from Jeff Neal would knock anybody out. But, like, I don't know, man. He he turned a corner when he got into bare knuckle, and now he's the uh, the belt holder for the king of violence. Is that what the belt Right. I feel like you see – you don't see many, like, in bare knuckle. Maybe it's just because you can't physically throw as hard without, like, breaking your knuckles or something. But I feel – you don't see as many knockouts. You see way more guys just quitting in the middle of the fight. Well, I think Eddie Alvarez did break his hand. He said – so he said it was an orbital – problem which is orbital probably is broken he got that bad eye injury at one fc dude he looked like bj penn with his face <laughs> swollen <laughs> i thought it was in bj penn i was like what's bj bj penn doing getting interviewed after the fight i mean let's be honest would how shocked would you be if bj penn signed a bare knuckle contract not sp- i mean he already does it for free at the hawaii bars like at least yeah a few bare times knuckle, a year bare knuckle claims they paid a uh, Mike Perry, 1.3 million. So they probably yeah. played BJ Penn handsomely, but yeah, I think Eddie Alvarez broke his hand and his eye. So that's why he quit. He was definitely, he was probably up on the scorecards 2 0, or it was 1 1. Yeah. From, from what I saw, probably 2 0, but I don't know. He had I a good fight. There's more damage in, by Perry in that second round. Yeah. And, and he had a good fight. Uh, and it's not like Eddie came in there and f- was a flop. He, he had a good fight against Chad Mendez and Barry yeah. Like It was not. He wasn't in there for a paycheck. He was trying to win that fight. Um, Platinum obviously has a big height and weight advantage, but Platinum had a height and weight disadvantage against Luke Rockhold, who's a exactly. pretty good boxer too. So 
Dude, who also platinum staggered just, him a couple times. Yeah, Platinum just doesn't give a fuck, dude. He's just going to walk you down until he's dead or something. Maybe when you just find your calling, like you just gain some super strength. Yeah, it's, it's something because he's he's definitely on another level. The way he talks about it, too, it seems like he actually has like strategy involved in... He's not just going in thinking of an MMA. It's an MMA fight in bare knuckle, which I think is a lot of the opponent's problems. Like, well, yeah, they're all MMA fighters. Yeah, they're not like they didn't they didn't train anything specific for bare knuckle. They just like okay, just normal training, and then didn't think about the bare knuckle component as much as Platinum does. So yeah, and I mean credit to us, we've been Platinum Perry supporters since the very very beginning. Yeah, even he when got, he, he got on our last, he was on strike three there first. He was on strike two point nine 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 there for a little while. <laughs> we supported him when he got in that brawl outside the Texas Roadhouse with the uh, yeah. bad people that eat his cinnamon bread. Yeah, he so, was, and he was in dark place. He was having his girl in his corner. We were questioning him then, but we never we never dropped support. Yeah, and look at his last what probably not twelve months. Probably, look at his last probably like nine months. He Beat Eddie Alvarez, former UFC champion. Beat Luke Rockhold, former UFC champion. Had all the Jake Paul buzz. Backup for backup for Logan Paul. He was supposed to be the backup for Dylan Dennis. Oh yeah, Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis, and he was the backup for a Jake Paul fight. I think. Yeah, Jake Paul Nate Diaz. He I think. beat he beat Michael Venom Page in a boxing match. He beat somebody in bare knuckle and then had the face off with Conor McGregor. Was that? Was that when he beat Luke Rockhold or was that somebody else? I think it was when he beat Luke Rockhold. That was at the Denver event. So this guy, I mean, this guy is on like an actual like Michael Jordan. Dude, he's getting million dollar checks. Yeah, he's on a Conor McGregor run right now. Like all, all it took Conor was two years and some some breaks to go his way, and he was on top of the world. Platinum Perry, one year of flawless execution. Things have been gone. Things could not have gone. You couldn't have written a Hollywood script better than him. Right. Him and Francis Ngannou are the kings of the combat sports <laughs> yeah. world right now. That that is pretty crazy. I mean, imagine if he gets like the Jake Paul fight, not in bare knuckle, obviously, but uh, just a regular boxing match versus Jake Paul, and like beats him, and he becomes like a legit like, and actually is like hilarious superstar. Yeah, hilarious while he does it, like says a bunch of funny shit, and then like steals all Jake Paul's shine, and like opens gets a YouTube channel, and just like has the plot platinum just blog takes every, the platinum whole, podcast yeah, every just, day well he just get like he would have these marketing or like these people that would just build around him oh yeah and he's uh he's inst- takes everything jake worked for he's instant he's instant uh entertainment too like he doesn't need a script or like a studio or anything you just got to follow him around and let him do his thing and he's, dude yeah be a good reality tv show but we were on it from the start i mean the only though our only problem is we weren't able to capitalize he's like He's like kind of like if Riff Raff was ever able to really cross over <laughs> into that mainstream. Yeah, dude. He's the MMA riff, or the combat sports Riff Raff. <laughs> Thought you had a friend, boy. But like if Riff Raff was like put out an album that was like getting Grammy buzz, like that's yeah. like where he's at now. He's this close. So shout out Platinum Perry. Uh, early isn't he awesome, but I also wanted to make the take that he's uh, stolen Artem Wobov's spot as the bare knuckle goat. And he did that a long time ago, but he really cemented himself. Yeah. He needs to fight Artem though. And man, do you think Artem still fight? He would destroy Artem. I know, but it'd be just funny. <laughs> Connor would be all Connor for it. Would come, yeah. Connor would be all for it. He hates Artem now. So yeah, shout out platinum Perry. Uh, this has been a platinum podcast since day one. So I just, um, we are extremely happy for our boy. Exactly. And that can pretty much be the the recap part of that one too. For so. sure, yeah. All right. Um yes, yeah, so we jump into our our recap of the UFC Austin event. 
Let's do it. All right. Benil Dariush, Armin Sarukian. Doesn't have to be a long recap because it wasn't a long fight. Dude, starched him. Dariush is like the worst at just getting knocked out cold early, right? Uh, if he, if he, if Dariush gets knocked out, it's always in the first like minute. And it's yeah. against random guys. Like Sarukian looked good, but like Alexander Hernandez in his first ever UFC fight on short notice knocked out Sarukian. Dude, and he, he provides a good highlight reel to his opponent when he, he gets knocked stiff. out. He like, does go stiff. There's no in between. Like it's just like, Stiff as a board, fucking straight to the canvas, or he makes it through. If he survives that first, like, shot, he t- he goes into, like, a zombie mode where he can walk through anything. Yeah, exactly. You got one punch to just but flatline if, him. Yeah, and, man, I mean, Sarukian looked good, like, all things yeah. considered. He just, he looks like he has that combination of power and speed that's just hard to... I mean, he's he's just always going to be a threat for whoever he's fighting. Exactly. And I was kind of surprised, though, because, I mean, we've seen some somewhat boring performances from him recently, but he came out swinging. He was, I mean, he seemed pretty jacked up the entire fight week. I kind of think that the way to beat Benil Dariush is to jump on him early, though. Yeah. I mean, don't clearly. Don't get anything going. Yeah, I mean, clearly, he's a little sloppy. He wants it to turn into a brawl, and he's a little sloppy. So get out there early. Don't let it turn into, like, a brawl where you lose, like, while you're land land while you're fresh and you can put them away exactly that seems to be um i don't know if this is true or not i heard a rumor that benil was going to retire after the fight but they didn't let him get on the microphone really true or false do you think that's true or false because i literally leave his gloves in the he had his his gloves off when he left the octagon but he was still kind of leave him in the octagon though i don't know Hmm. but keep in mind this was a literally a tweet that i don't even remember who the author was definitely not yeah i mean his hair is gray enough to retire Dude, it's getting it's getting very gray. He, he looks, looks like an like, old man. He looks very old, very very old and worn. And like, let's be honest, like his days of, I mean, you were never going to give him a title shot, but the UFC was considering it at one point. That's absolutely insane. I mean, I don't think the UFC was considering it if honestly. He, if he beat Charles <laughs> Oliveira, if he beat Charles, he was going to get one. Jeez, you think they were actually going to do it though? Yeah, I think so. It would have been if he beat Charles Oliveira back in June. He, I think he would have been. They always make those guys fight one more, though. Yeah, but Charles didn't Charles get? Isn't Charles fighting Islam? Is that? Oh, he was supposed to, and then Volk got it. And yeah. that, now I think he's fighting him again, most likely. So. Yeah, I feel like they would have thrown Benil in there. He would have got his ass kicked, but they would have thrown him in there. Yeah, true. There were a lot of Benil like. There was a ton of supporters. That was like the MMA nerds hype yeah. train, dude. <laughs> it's like God, I hate those people. They they find these dudes that just don't deserve it whatsoever. You know what's so insane, though? That Blah Muhammad is so hateable that even the MMA nerd community is divided on whether he should get a title <laughs> shot or not because they all, even even the MMA nerd purist think Blah Muhammad sucks. Yeah, and, like, he beat Sean, he whooped Sean Brady's ass, and now Sean Brady looked really good, and people, <laughs> yeah. still, won't, people still won't give Blah credit because they hate him so much. No, exactly. But He, like, transcends that <laughs> everybody just... It, Thinks it finds him unlikable. Yeah, nobody wants to see him get a shot. Yeah, that's but the difference between him and Darius. Darius actually is likable. Right. He just seems like a nice, like goofy guy. Yeah. It's I like mean amazing that he can actually fight good. To be honest, Blah though, he lost to Leon Edwards. I know he, he faked an injury he faked the eye <laughs> poke. I mean, he got poked in the eye. He faked how bad it was to get out of there because he was getting absolutely worked. Yeah, so. he was getting lit up in that second round. Yeah, no. Um yeah, and then Bilal, that's another story. I mean, he's going to try to get the fight after next week, whatever happens regardless. He's going to try to get that fight, and he, he might, but uh, Benil's da- days of considering a title shot are behind him, so there's a chance maybe he would hang it up. I don't know. 
Um, 35, no more chance of a t- title shot. Dream's over. Yeah, he probably doesn't have, like, a huge contract that's worth, like, fighting a few more for or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he gets a decent paycheck, but nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah, and maybe he can uh, he can open a gym or something. I'm sure he's probably doesn't – he probably saved all his money. He doesn't live kind of the same lifestyle as all the yeah, others. Yeah, he looks like a penny pincher, to be honest with Well, you. yeah, I mean, he does, like – he does, like – um like free Bible stuff or like Zoom Bible studies and stuff once a week really? and stuff. Like he's definitely not out like blowing his money on. Can we get on a Zoom, you think? Um, we could have a while back. I think I even sent it in the group chat one time. Him and Spike Carlisle were doing, uh, we're doing weekly, weekly Zoom Bible studies for anybody. Um, yeah, I thought about jumping in there just to gather some intel. Then we'd have to go to a Bible study though. So Yeah, but we could have like maybe asked some questions about like the fights or stuff at the end, maybe pride for some information. Like somehow tie the fighting into Jesus. <laughs> they <laughs> they do it. Psalms, whatever. They they do it. Like it's it's almost like this is topic for another time. But like it's crazy to be like, yeah, my purpose on this earth. God put me on this earth to like fist fight people. Yeah, fucking Bryce Mitchell. <laughs> and ball or and off his rocker. And Bryce Mitchell and uh, Benil and like a countless other ones. But Bilal now is like super religious just because he joined dude he's like one of those guys that goes to freaking europe or goes to england and comes back with the english accent after two weeks dude yeah he, he, joined, he goes Khabib. to aka and he's fucking doing praying to yeah. four times a day or whatever yeah, and fighting not, during ramadan not there's anything wrong with muslim it's just like you can't just like dude you're so fake yeah i get it you're like muslim background but you were never this ultra religious guy like those, like Khabib and all that. And all of a sudden, you until you wanted to like get wrestling lessons from him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and dude. You, you know, Khabib doesn't give that stuff out to anybody. You got to be part of the brotherhood, dude. You know, he's like that uh, that kid that you know wasn't really your friend, but just like always ended up there by like sheer will by just calling so many times. He somebody eventually his, told him like, "Yeah, come fr- over." Fringe guy, dude. He's a fringe guy. He grinded yeah. his way into the friend group. For sure. We'll give him credit for that, but nothing else. No other credit for Bilal. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Bobby Green, Jalen Turner. We were mixed on this fight. Um, it seemed like Jalen Turner's fight to lose just based on size, where they're at in their careers, speed, those type of things. I started getting the craziest feeling that Bobby Green was going to win this fight. Dude, I went from Jalen Green was like, yeah, he's going to win easy but was the, like my when i first looked at it that's the what value, i thought the value was on bobby green yeah. yeah and then as closer i got to the fight the more i started leaning towards bobby green i, think, I thought bobby green was gonna win that fight i started reading some threads and stuff and people talking about like uh jalen turner's gonna like miss weight and stuff and you, the he cut fades, gonna and, he fades in, in rounds yeah. two and three and then i started that started getting in my head and then uh yeah but i should have just stayed strong with the jalen turner from the very beginning but this was a tough card i feel like yeah i had three bad reads on this card and one good one that that i'll be totally transparent with that um yeah i mean the story of this fight is just the stoppage (laughs) it was crazy (laughs) oh dude great stoppage we've we've been asking for refs to give him a chance i don't know if you got to give him a chance after (laughs) i don't know (laughs) How many chances do you need to give them, though? Dude, that was bad. I know what happens, though. I know what happens. When they make a move and you decide, like, once you tell yourself, as a, when I'm thinking of stopping stuff on TV from my couch, like, any, like, every, like the rest of us are doing, once you decide that you're not going to stop it in that moment, as long as it doesn't get significantly worse, yeah. you can't just... 
That's what, almost like second guessing yourself. Once you decide to not stop it when he's <laughs> unconscious, it's not going to get worse than that, obviously. Yeah, so. exactly. So he made up his mind that he was like still kind of fighting and like there, it, there was for a second, there was people called like the broadcast and even Ashley was saying like to stop it sooner than I said. But then like, <laughs> I was like, okay, he's, he's unconscious now dude. and he's still got four more strikes in before the ref jumped in. That was like the most insane part. Dude, he was, his movements were unconscious twitches. He wasn't <laughs> defending himself. <laughs> he was getting dribbled like a basketball. Oh my God. Canister. That was, that was bad. Like that's honestly, but at fir- he was like turtling at first, you know, and they were saying to call it and he was not out. And then yeah. at some point he went completely out. Yeah. And then he like rolled over while completely out and his eyes yeah. were just like, dude, it was bad. That was bad. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it, but like, that's eventually how somebody's going to die. Like in, in oh, MMA, yeah. like it's not going to be from getting choked to death. It's going to be from getting punched in the back of the head 10 times. And then they're going to walk out of the octagon and then they're going to collapse backstage and it's yeah. going to be over. Or just some like, or, like random or one, something. one punch KO. Like, yeah. Yeah, some sort of yeah massive trauma type situation. Plus, when you hit your head like on the way down, like I don't think that canvas is very soft. (laughs) I think it's pretty much just hitting your head on the ground. So yeah, I don't know, but that was yeah the story of that fight was the stoppage. Um, This is kind of like Bobby Green's art, like his his where he's at in his career though. Now, like guys are gonna knock him. He's gonna lose by knockout because he fights with his hands down, and then he's gonna surprise you every once in a while, and he's gonna be a challenge for everyone he fights. Yeah, exactly. You just couldn't get anything going. He got. Got jumped off the gun. Yeah, and Jalen Green, credit to him, he came, or Jalen Turner, credit to him, he came in like ready, more ready than I people expect on short notice because he almost didn't look ready against Dan Hooker. He came in overweight, had a full camp and everything, and just didn't look good first round, faded rounds two and three. We don't know what would have happened in rounds two and three, but he didn't need them. So, yeah, for sure. All right, Rob Font, Davidson Figueroa, my boy Figgy. I bet against him. Um, I made the crucial mistake of going against my guy. One of my day one guys, his red stripe looked like terrible. The hood. He, I know. He needs to hire me, honestly. Figueroa, yeah. if you wanna if you wanna bring me out to the next I fight, mean, I live, will drive to Vegas if it's in Vegas to do the strike. He, he works out right down the street from you. Oh yeah. Just stop over at the house before uh, <laughs> before, before you take off. I'll yeah, put it in. You could have done hit that. That stuff was bleeding everywhere. But taper it at the end. God, I'll hook it up. That was the only criticism I have of his performance. Rob Font is a fraud with no chin. I think now, um, no chin, no takedown defense. The guy has nothing. I think I think he got in his head a little bit. I think the Corey Sandhagen being able to take him down at will, mm-hmm. and I think he said like had this huge secret for so long that he literally cannot stop a takedown, and nobody's ever tried to take him down. And then Corey Sanhagen completely exposed him, and now it didn't seem like, where was the rap font that gets the jab going? He, was, he wasn't even well, trying to get it going, it seemed like. And I bet because, if you gave Jose Aldo and uh, Cody Garbrandt a do-over, they would just shoot, shoot right away. Yeah, exactly. And now I think he's probably in his head, I can't jab constantly because I'll get taken down. And if Rob Font's not jabbing constantly, he sucks. He's literally terrible. So he just gets knocked down and doesn't do anything. So, yeah, I mean, this was a this was a great performance by Davis and Figueroa. I don't know where he ends up in the in the bantamweight s- skirmish. I I under, I I not un- small. I yeah, not small. I underestimated him. Um, do I think he matches up well against an Aljamain Sterling or a uh, Marab or something like that? Or a Cejudo? He's not going to fight Cejudo. They're training partners, but I don't know. But I obviously underestimated him. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a rough time with the top 10, but 
he's definitely got got a spot in there for sure. So. I mean, let's let's just jump straight to the very, 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 very top uh, outside of Sean O'Malley. Um, Aljamain Sterling, he's a better striker than Sterling. Yeah, but but he and he's and he does have good jujitsu, but like, is it enough to? I don't. I think Sterling probably backpacks him and beats him, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, he's able to do. He's been able to do that to pretty much everybody. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I and Sterling's I, like significantly bigger than him. Yeah, because Sterling is a big bantamweight. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to but, say. I think we're gonna get one more good fight out of our Figueroa is gonna get another good matchup that I think. I think Ariel said this, which I think is a great idea. Peter Yan, he should fight next. Yeah, I think that's what I heard on MMA Hour. Was somebody was saying? So I heard that somewhere. I, I'm giving somebody credit because I didn't think Peter Yan needs Peter Yan be a sick fight, and he need Peter Yan needs a matchup, a winnable matchup, and Figueroa needs to prove himself. So and if Peter Yan loses to Figueroa, cut him, get rid of him, put him on a loser, go home, Scott, go home. What an goes insane home card! Yeah, what an insane. I mean, just some of it was bad. The only fight he looked terrible in was the Marab fight. Everyone else, every other fight. I mean, I don't know. Like he, he just his IQ disappeared. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that would be a good fight. I think actually, that's I'm yeah. actually would be super interested to watch that. Yeah, I think they should make that fight. I totally agree with Ariel Hawani. Um, it's crazy. Can't say that very often. I was gonna say as crazy as it is to say. All right, Sean Brady, Kelvin Gaslam. This fat ass is just toast, dude. Dude. <laughs> I am done with him. I don't care if he goes to our wellness center. I don't care if he's been your boy for ten plus years. You look, get, he can't stop a takedown, get man. Get this guy out of here. Can't stop a takedown. It's, it's rough, dude. I would have liked to see if it would have st- stood up how he would have done in, in a striking exchange. He didn't really get the chance. It was dude, just, he was getting lit up in the striking. He, he, was, he got dropped by a jab. Oh, yeah, he did. He got early, his ass huh? kicked. I almost forgot about that. All right. I did need to backpedal a little bit. He's late in his career. He's taken tons of damage. He tried to go down to 170 to shake it up and make something happen and revamp, get kind of like a jump start on his career. He's just at the end, I think. It's just one of those I things. I think so, too. It's just one of those things where it's a little, it's too little too late. Um, these young guys are hungrier. They're They're quicker now. They're quicker to the punch. And, like... He got. He was able to get up from the takedowns quite a bit, but it just wasn't enough. He just got thoroughly, thoroughly beat up. It's time to either hang it up or fight, f- become a gatekeeper. Yeah, like I also think Sean Brady looked really good. Like he improved yeah. quite well, a bit. Like, that's this is the guy that they thought Sean Brady was. Like he, people have been talking about him like potential, you know, contender possibilities yeah. since the start. And Bilal did make him look bad because Bilal struck him, but like. Bilal has surprised people over and over throughout the years. Exactly. So Sean Brady looked great. Easy win for Brady. Um, Gaslam, I just, it's just one of those things, man. Like I think he should have cut to 170 five or six years ago. Maybe he have been fighting there forever, but he was just trying to revamp his career, tried to do something new. But honestly, if his takedown defense is so bad, 170 would have been a bad division for him. That's like kind of a wrestler-heavy division. Yeah. I mean, maybe he played it perfect. He got as close to the top of the mountain as he could ever get. Dude, almost beat Izzy. No one has ever been closer without getting it. And to think that that night was the absolute pinnacle of his career and it's been all downhill from there, I mean, looking back, it's like he had nowhere to go but, but down from... Oh, that. for sure. Like, for to be his size and to take Izzy to that hard well, of a fight is absolutely insane. I mean, bad break. Would he have beat Whitaker if Whitaker didn't pull out with a hernia? Gaslam? Dude, he might have. He may have been a champion. Whitaker would have been 
a better fight for him, I think. That was also a burned out, beat up. Oh, Whitaker. that was like the Whitaker that was having problems, huh? Because he was, yeah. It was after the Yoel Romero Wars. So, yeah, that would have been, I think Gaslam would have been, it would have been an interim champion, right? No, because he was going to fight. He, they pulled him out. What, he had a fight against Whitaker for the regular belt, I'm pretty sure. And then Whitaker pulled. Oh, out. yeah, and he pulled out. Because, and he was there. And it wasn't like Izzy replacing him. This was like a fight like four months later, no, right? No, they, they ended up moving Adesanya versus Anderson Silva to, the main, to be the main event, a three-round main event. And Gaslam sat in the crowd. Yeah. Because he was at the event. I think it was in Australia. And he, like, had the belt on his shoulder and stuff. Like, I don't know, he's messing around. But, like, that's as close. He, he got that close. I think he would have beat Whitaker, at, especially at that time. Well, that Whitaker, I don't know if he beat Whitaker at all stages of Whitaker's career. But I think that Whitaker, he for sure beat. Well, that Whitaker admitted, like, he was not motivated. He was beat up. He was injured. Like, he wasn't healthy. Jeez. It's Whitaker's fault. Gaslam was never <laughs> a champion. Fucker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope Gaslam got some big paychecks. Um, he was, at least for, at a time, an entertaining fighter. Um, he, I, his hands don't look as fast either. No, he he doesn't he doesn't look like a boxer at all. He just looks sloppy. Um, I mean, I wish I could put him on the the all time best Bisping knockout, but Dan Henderson holds that spot forever. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he's top it, three. But Gaslam's was very good. Gaslam was the the start of uh, just throw a left hook and he can't see it. I think he was the first one to actually do it. Wasn't Is that he? true? Or was Gaslam the end of his career? Uh, Gaslam was Gaslam his retirement fight? I think, yeah. So he got choked out by George St. Pierre and then he took a fight on like short notice in China versus Gaslam, right? Yeah. And Gaslam whooped his ass and landed that punch. And he said he saw like flashes again in his, in his, in his only eye. And then he's like, I'm done after that. Like, really? I can't lose my, I can't lose this eye. Jesus. Yeah, people, it took people way too long to just throw left hooks at, <laughs> at Bisbing because he can't see shit. It was, yeah, Gaslam. So, yeah, GSP then Gaslam. For some reason, I thought there was somebody in between there. But So, credit to Gaslam. We owe him a d- great debt of... Uh, yeah, dude, if only you would have blinded him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vitor started the job. Gaslam couldn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Gaslam, I think he's just toast. Uh, hopefully, he can get a couple surprising, surprising performances. I mean, a couple of years ago, I thought he was completely done, and I bet on Ian Heinish over him, and he just put a beating on Ian Heinish. Yeah, so. I think so, he still probably got it for you know a top ten gatekeeper. But didn't he? We'll look, see. Who did he fight that he looked good recently? Um, it was um Chris Curtis. Yeah, Chris Curtis. He destroyed and like super quick punches. Like maybe he should have just stayed at one eighty five. Because he looks significantly better. I mean, the cut could just take away some of his hand speed and whatnot. Maybe 185 is his best weight class. Maybe but. eating burritos during camp just is his comfort food. And that's, Superpower. Yeah. It's got to be something like that. But, yeah, he did not look good. And maybe it was just Sean Brady was able to negate everything with the threat of the takedown. But, yeah, Gaslam, unfortunately, just not the same as he used to be. Yeah, he was one of my call-outs. And I was just going to say, like, I think I t- t- texted this too. Like now we know what happens when you take a Zembic to uh, <laughs> to lower a weight class. You know, you just yeah. can't. It's not healthy for you. I heard you lose muscle as well. So you lose uh, the muscle faster than you lose. Yeah, the fat. you lose your fast twitch muscles too. I guess because he doesn't throw a jab as fast. So yeah, whatever it is, it's not working. Um, Puna, Puna. You Ali. think that's on the on the Usada list for 
You think Ozempic mm. is banned? A banned substance? No, because I don't think it gives you any performance. Bu- if anything, it would decrease your performance, Yeah, I don't think right? it gives you any performance benefits. And I guess you're actually losing the weight. It's not like you're cutting it. Yeah, it just makes you yeah. s- like sick so you're not hungry. You're right. So. Which he might have needed that type of intervention to stop eating so much. Dude, that would be terrible. A brutal Him, idea. Gaslam and DC, the two guys that just couldn't. <laughs> they, right. Although DC did make 205, so. Somehow, dude. He's huge. Yeah, he's a blimp. He's um, like the shack of MMA, I feel like. <laughs> now he's just on TV being all fat. Yeah, and just enjoying the fatness. Or Charles Barkley. Living, just just flaunting the fatness. <laughs> right. Does not care. I mean, he's got it made. Nobody's got it better than DC at this point. A career second place guy. and Dude. Just, he just learned to accept it. Yeah, and I, it took him a long time. He was so salty forever, like... Um, in the, especially in the John Jones lead up. I mean, like, you would be too. Like in college, he was the second best wrestler behind the best wrestler of all time, best college wrestler of all time. And then in the in the pros, he's the best, second best behind John Jones, the best ever. Hood. So he just has to think there's always somebody. Yeah, he's probably just, like you know the second best guy to ever make love to his wife. <laughs> he's probably. Uh, <laughs> what are some other ones? Um, I uh, yeah. I just everywhere he goes, dude. Second favorite guy, it, uh, the second most successful fighter at AKA behind dude. Khabib. Although, I mean, I would say DC's resume is better than Khabib's. But what if it's more than just that? What if he's literally like, there's everything he does in life. There's always like just one person he knows that's better than him at it. Like, I mean, Rogan's a better commentator. Like, dude, there's always there's something. He's to never it. gonna be. Maybe he just accepted. He's now he's just gonna be a fast slob. Dude, to be second best at everything's not. Not, not the, the worst. worst. Not the worst. He's made a lot of money. He's had a lot of, and he had a lot of success. Um, he made the Olympics. He like great career, but he didn't even get to compete though because he couldn't cut weight. Yeah, because he like his kidneys gave out or something, right? Yeah, he's a career fat boy, and maybe Gaslam's the same way. Like maybe we shouldn't shame these guys who are clearly within the size. Let of, them let them live their best life, right? And maybe we shouldn't say if Gaslam was at one seventy, he would have had a different career because maybe one eighty five. Dude, at 185, he had a better career than 99.9% of UFC fighters. So One of the best in the last 10 years at 185. Right. So, for sure. But, yeah, we'll see where he goes next. I'm not I'm – not, uh, hopes aren't high, but we'll see. Um, all right, Puna, Punahali Soriano versus Dustin Stolfus. do not bet ever list. Soriano's I, toast, dude. He's, dude, and we said it. We were talking about it, like – you know, he's a guy that consistently doesn't show up, but you, I thought the I thought the training, his yeah, camp, the Nixick t- thing, I was I was leaning heavily into that because how many times have we seen that when it when a camp takes over, like every and, fighter in that camp gets significantly better. The shoot to box effect. Yeah, and it just dude that the effect is you know it's not enough to get Punali Soriano over the hill. He's a yeah. he's a fraud. He's a bum, dude. Everybody hypes him all the time. It makes me question myself on if he's a bum or not. And then every single time he goes out there and he's a complete bum, it's crazy. I mean, one thing I, I am certain of is n- I, I trust fighters' fight picks less than I trust random people's fight picks. Fighters' oh, fight sure. picks are the worst. Because Every they, once in a while, there's one, somebody that's yeah, James Yeah, James Krause, he was fixing those fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Krause was, like, batting a 1,000. But, yeah, um... I mean, I, I think I think fighters to a fault are number one loyal and number two they see they see potential, whereas sure. they're just not. I mean, fighters' fight picks are just trash. Yeah, and the same in the gym, and like we've heard it from a lot of guys, 
Oh, yeah, a the, lot of people are different in the gym yeah. than they are in, in the cage. So. The gym killers, yeah, for sure. And that, I'm guessing Soriano is just one of those guys. But he, he got his ass kicked. And you see him in sparring where I'm, I, I guess sometimes they go 100%. Some camps do. But most of the time, like, okay, you look better going 70% or something like that. You know, what does that even yeah, mean, maybe really? if you maybe if you're a fighter and you spar him, you're like, wow, this guy's actually pretty good. It's like, yeah, he's good. He's a pro fighter, but, yeah, but he's right. not. There's guys in another camp that are just better, for sure. So that maybe that's what it was. But I agree, he's on the do not watch list. Um, yeah, real quick, uh, Clay Guida, um, dude, Austin loved this guy. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? The he's in there. Pop. He's 42 years old or took 41. A, took but a ton I think of might damage. Be 42 now. He took a ton of damage, dude, and he kept coming. He's got a chin usually. You know, how many 42-year-olds that aren't heavyweights or even heavyweights? Like, you don't see fighters that old who have fought that long that have that good of chin. Like, everybody's chin deteriorates, but... And his okay, he's been knocked out. He's been knocked out, but his chin's always been good. His weakness was guillotine. He just pulled his head out of a guillotine. He just smashed people. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, literally picked them up and smashed them onto the ground until they dropped until they like yeah. got out of it it's crazy and then he's dancing hand up dancing and then as soon as he doesn't get the nod for the win he just starts clapping immediately like the yeah. guy had, he just uh, he won without winning so i mean we'll save that for next but and then misha tate uh my best read of the night julia Vail, uh, julia Vail. i think everyone just forgot how bad she was because she hasn't fought in a couple of years right and this was just but then i heard people hyping her too like that she's she always was been, good somehow she beat she beat she beat up uh tim elliott's wife now ex-wife really bad any? yeah one time were they can no. you call her a wife they were only married for like a day <laughs> if it gets annulled is it uh is well, it his wife? they were married for a while and she was not faithful for a full day so were they married i thought it was at the wedding that it happened yeah but, but i mean they were still married he just didn't know for a while i think oh really yeah he didn't find out until oh, i thought he found out right away no he found out later on salt, holy shit salt in the wound dude that's even worse. Then. Tim Elliott's on this card this week, dude. Yeah, again, he's been staying active. He's on my do not bet list. He's got to be. He has to be. He just, he's just so inconsistent. He, dude, he screwed up. me over royally. If it wasn't for him, fuck, I would be in pretty good position if he would have won that fight. He was a huge dog, and he was winning both rounds on score, the judges' scorecards. Yeah, and, and he, he just, just gave up. He didn't even try to get insta- out of it. He insta tapped. Yeah, didn't even try to get out of it. Like, dude, you're winning. I think. He's I wonder just, if he thought he was losing. I don't I don't think so. I think he just doesn't care at this point. He's got you know, he's lost a ton of fights at this point. He's just part of a cheater's gym, so he's <laughs> like willing to purposely lose fights to yeah. fix fights, so Yeah, and to be honest, he doesn't like yeah, and his personal life is in the dumpster. Yeah. I mean we don't know if he ever fixed a fight, but most likely like if you're he was like a Krauss guy, you know, he was probably involved yeah. in that. Yeah, he was yeah, loyal, very loyal. He moved out there just to train with Krauss. And, you know, and maybe fix moved fights. to Kansas City. like Yeah, from Vegas, where he was also, like, probably into some... Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, but, yeah, he's on this card this week. So, um, yeah, we can uh, move on. We got our real winners and losers of the week. Um, obviously, I, a couple come to the top of my head. Clay Guida lost the fight, won the crowd. Yeah, Clay Guida would be a, a loser that won, for sure. Misha Tate, winner of the week. Winner, for sure. Jalen Turner, Big win for Jalen Turner. Big winner. winner. Platinum Perry, obviously. Platinum, obviously big winner. Um, I don't know who else on that. On Figgy. Figgy would be Figueredo, a big winner. Big winner, yeah. Big win for Figueredo. Um, does anybody benefit from any of these? 
Um, Sarukian, big win. Sarukian might be the biggest winner of the weekend. He might be a dickhead for it, but... Dude, I, I think he is a winner and a loser at the same time. But loser he, because he got a lot of people to hate him in the lead-up to the fight, assaulting Bobby Green. Correct, but hear me out, hear me out. Did he weaken Bobby Green's chin for hear me Turner? Out. He hates Bobby Green. Bobby Green got the most brutally knocked out we've ever seen in a fight, and then he went out and destroyed uh, Benil Darius. Yeah, I guess he he's, basically won he's twice. Personally, he won, but he may be a loser because we just hadn't heard him say or do much, so we didn't really. Everyone just thinks he's that. As but the heel sells. I mean, true heel sells. So if that's what if that's the way you want to go, it's not what I would personally want to. Yeah, my role to be, but but I mean, as far as like the weekend couldn't have gone better for him. Yeah, that's true. Assaulted Bobby Green, <laughs> did not get arrested for it. Bobby Green, um, a winner of the week though too. I mean, loser, long term health. Is loser. I don't know if you can call him a winner in any way whatsoever. But uh, Bobby Green did not get a lot of crowd respect for a long, long time. I yeah, don't even know if people was really liked him, him. And now people love him. And I think like he did like a he did like a, a humble Instagram post, like live post afterwards. And like when when guys like Jalen Turner, when young guys beat him, he always is like super congratulatory and says like, right. But this that is great beard, for them. Though. The lightning bolt, like <laughs> shaving into, like that's stupid. It took me forever to realize that he his head is all tattooed. Yeah, I didn't know if it was tattoos or just like a weird hair pattern, or if it was like veins or something. Right? But is that lightning bolt tattooed? Is the, that tattooed? on his face? Yeah. No, that's just a crazy design. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, but then you started having me questioning myself, like, no, no, that would be a crazy tattoo. He would probably do it, but it was. That's not. Just get a beard tattooed on you. That would make him, that would be a lose of the week. But yeah, any other? You got any other winners or losers? Uh, losers. The ref that let Bobby Green get beat unconscious. People were saying like, Carrie Hatley. Uh, yeah, Terry Hatley. Oh, you got the name and everything. Uh, Carrie Hatley. Carrie Hatley. Jeez, Hartley Dude. or Hatley? I'm not sure. People were saying like he should be like arrested for <laughs> for fucking assault like, or some shit. Like, and he's always been a decent ref. Yeah, like, I can't. You don't remember? I can't remember him. I mean, I think I think Luke Every Thomas. Once in a while, you're thinking about what's for dinner when you're supposed <laughs> to be stopping a fight. It just happens to the best of us. So. I think Luke Thomas did a thing where which Luke Thomas reads way too deep into everything, but he said that early in his career he had a problem with stopping fights early. And like he thinks, oh, those guys always go back and yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, one bad stoppage and Dana stuck stuck up for him, which you don't see a lot. Dana's like the difference between his bad stoppage and most bad stoppages that he felt bad about it right after the fight. Yeah, and dude, yeah, and he's probably not going to do it again. So as long as he doesn't start jumping the gun, get like the yips like Herb Dean sometimes does, like always repeats the mistake at least or goes the exact opposite way. Yeah, and let's be honest, some fights just are tough to stop. There's yeah. just there's just hard situations. That one, not real. <laughs> that one wasn't one of those, but some are, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we'll give him a pass. At least he gave him a chance to fight back and then not Dude, fight but back. But then sometimes it's like you know they say like the refs go they're backstage before the fight and they read them the rules and whatnot and like some guys say like I don't want you to call the fight unless yeah. I'm out and then like Bobby Green seems like, seems like a guy, guy that would, would say that. that. So then. Then you're the ref. That kind of puts you on the spot. Like, all right, I'm gonna let it go, and then you let it go too long. So I feel like the ref or the fighters probably shouldn't be able to like say what they want, kind of yeah. thing to the ref, unless yeah. they do want them to stop it early. Then let them know. But if they yeah. shouldn't, like, just be like, if you wanna let me, you know, <laughs> die in there, then just don't tell me. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think that that one. I think that one will be on all the refing. Um, internal refing. Uh, oh yeah. Material. So then they'll be they'll be sending out a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a video Do not let this on happen again. To, yeah. Well, we know refs don't get fired, so 
No, except for Mazzagatti. He might be back. He might be reffing somewhere. I think I saw him in like a regional or maybe oh, PFL. Doing the heart. Yeah, he might be back. They I'm just, sure he's reffing somewhere. I don't think, can't I think let he blackballed him. from the UFC. Not yeah, from that's MMA. just like they just can't let him around Dana because Dana hates him so much. It becomes <laughs> right. a distraction. Um, Rob Font, big loser. Dude, huge loser. Just completely, he's been completely exposed in his last two fights. Like, I would say it goes as far as say Rob Font's contender days are over. Oh, this no, guy, one hundred percent. This guy headlined quite a few events. Yeah, he's like he's a prelim fighter now, and I think I wouldn't be surprised to see him out of the UFC by the end of twenty twenty four. For sure, twenty twenty five. I don't think he fights in the UFC past twenty twenty five, but I wouldn't be surprised if he loses two. In 2024, and he's cut because he's on the PFL roster. Yeah, winning a million bucks, so it's not too bad. <laughs> Maybe uh, Gaslam. I don't know if he could win PFL right now. I don't know. He couldn't win PFL. That, but I don't I mean, know. I don't actually don't know what the 35 division. Ob- would be. Olivier uh, Aubin Mercier has won it twice, though. So let's not get crazy. He could definitely win. Good it. point. Good point. Yeah. Um, Gaslam, big loser, big fat loser. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Soriano loser, um, huge loser. Stolfus winner, like Stolfus. A lot of people were Stolfus doubters, including yeah, us. Not anymore. Yeah, um, still doubting him though. And then you got here that Saruki and winner and loser. I would give him personally winner. You uh, made a good case for winner. I'm I'm gonna put him just a winner now. All right, all right. Well, that wraps up our winners and losers. We'll move on to our isn't he awesome and our weekly call out. Um, Odd number. You're I can up. go first. You know who my Isn't the Awesome's going to? My boy, Figueredo. I'm sorry. I would like to ask for forgiveness for betting against you. <laughs> I rode with you for years and years. Um, one of the best, like, villainous fighters for a long time. Um, always seemed like he was always playing the bad guy, even though maybe he had, I don't even think he really is a bad guy. The guy fought Brandon Moreno four times in a row. After fighting Joseph Benavidez two times in a row, he fought a combined two people in like a four-year period. That's pretty crazy. With six fights. And then he bounces back, goes up a weight class, and just annihilates Rob Font. Like, he's he's still got it. He's still training hard. I, I questioned his motivation because I thought he quit against Brandon Moreno. Yeah. I questioned his motivation. And boy, was I wrong. I should have bleached my hair. I should have put the stripe in. I should have never doubted him. We're, Next fight. We are just getting started. Um, call out interesting one here. Um, cause this one's going to make me look a little sketchy, but Jamal Hill's brother charge calling the cops on him for a domestic dispute. Um, what you didn't know about this? He, his brother called the cops on Jamal Hill. So Jamal Hill's Jamal Hill. I don't Google this right now. They made Jamal Hill look like a woman beater for about a two day period. Cause he got arrested for domestic violence on Monday, last Monday, or maybe it was this Monday. No, last Monday. Um, Arrested and charged with domestic violence. Apparently, his brother, who he lets live with him, got into a fight with him. And um, I guess it got physical, and his brother called the cops and got Jamal Hill arrested. Jeez, it's on Fox News. UFC star Jamal Hill arrested after allegedly sucker punching own brother. Do you think Jamal Hill needed to sucker punch his brother? No. No, definitely not. Everybody who has gotten in a fight with their brother, and I know you know what I'm talking about, I can't think of a situation where a brother hasn't deserved to get beat up, uh, especially yeah. your bum ass brother that's living with you, dude. You're you call the cops on your brother for punching you? Who's living? You're you're living in his house, freeloading, like you know this probably, guy. You know this guy is a bum. That is the most, dude. 
he should not only he should be disclaimed from the family. Dude, Hill's brother claimed the fighter sucker punched him twice and shoved a female. So not only did he just like he also threw in like he's beating women as well. Like but what be, a scumbag! He shoved a female. Like that's just like throwing it in there. Like oh yeah, this guy's also like hurts girls. But like yeah, like did the girl say that? Like is she pressing charges? What does what did the brother do? Do we know or what did Jamal Hill do to the brother? Um, apparently sucker punched him twice. But um, I don't. It, it happened like one the in the morning. Dispute? Dude. Do we have more details? Yeah. Okay. Hill's uh, re- brother reported an assault on November 25th that stemmed from an argument about whether Hill's sister-in-law would be paid for cleaning the fighter's home. The dispute then became personal as the fighter's brother called out Hill for not texting his daughter on Thanksgiving and being disrespectful to women. And then he according got sucker to the punched. brother, According to the brother, he, he was Jamal Hill's a bad father and is disrespectful to women at one in the morning. Yeah. This guy's a and bum, it all dude. stemmed over whether the sister-in-law would be clean for cleaning the fighter's home. Paid for it, yeah. So his wife, sister-in-law, so the, probably, the brother's wife. The brother's so wife. So not only is the brother living with him, but his wife is also living with them. Leeching off and them. they want to be paid for cleaning the house that <laughs> they live in for free with their that. Oh, I, I mean, we don't know if it's for free, but they want they want to be paid for cleaning their own house. They're from, ch- they live in the house they're with biting Jamal the, Hill. They're biting the hand that feeds them. Yeah, dude. That's just like one of those things like where you hear about you win the lottery and all your family and friends hate you for life. Like, I guess it is kind of... That does get... It's kind of a tough position, especially when you got a fucking asshole brother, you know? If my brother was fucking rich and famous and just <laughs> had me on the on the payroll, I would... I would definitely not be starting fights over texting uh, my daughter for Thanksgiving. And I certainly wouldn't call him out for disrespecting women. (laughs) No, I would just say thank you. You know, this, this, yeah, this, this is definitely like jealous bum brothers stuff right here, dude. And the brother and the wife live with him and are arguing because they want to be paid to clean their house that they live in. Probably paid more than they're getting. Like he's probably like, I'm you guys live here for free. I'm not paying you more. Yeah, like you, you should be fucking cleaning the house every single day. I want And I want to point out that TMZ and all these other outlets made it look like he was arrested on d- domestic violence. Like he beat up his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Jamal Hill has like seven kids. So really? I don't know if he's married or Jeez, what. Fox News being honest with the reporting. Yeah. So they made it look like he was arrested for actual like uh, like domestic violence, which in a way it was, but they should have said dispute with his like a bro- two brothers fi- fighting. That's nothing new. No, and that's like something you should not get arrested for. Like when the police show up, like don't they just be like, dude, your brothers like yeah. having a fight? Like, like yeah, come on, you guys can fight now, and we'll watch. Like, yeah, Carrie like, Hartley will referee. That's what brothers do. Yeah, and anybody who's ever gotten in a fight with their brother knows like these things happen. Yeah, you don't call the cops. You go have a beer or something. What the fuck? Yeah, so. Yeah, that's what I got for my call out this week. Um, I guess kind of a developing story. Maybe the charges will get dropped, but um, we'll see. So what do you got? Charges might get dropped, but uh, I have a feeling the brother needs to find a new place to live. <laughs> yeah, go back to your one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah. All right, isn't he awesome? It's going to be Michael Chiesa. Who, if, you know, I hate the guy personally. You're not but a fan. to have the balls to wear the shirt that he wore on the post-fight, uh, whatever, the post-fight like show. Day of the Dead shirt or something. It, Dude, it was worse than that. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It was like part like Mexican cowboy, like ranchero, like 
part like Skull, part Ed Hardy. This was the ugliest fucking shirt I've ever seen in my life. And then where the tie thing, do you see it has like the little pendant mm-hmm. thing the instead of the tie. tie? Yeah, the bolo tie. Like, dude, this it was the worst shirt I have ever seen in my life. I know I'm giving him the isn't he awesome because it's, it's like for visual, it's like a shirt I would wear as a joke. Yeah, something like obnoxiously goofy, dude. It would be a bad. It would be. It'd be a hilarious joke if you were just trying to. I don't know. It's. It's so. I got to give him the isn't he awesome because I'm assuming he lost a bet and he held up his end of the bargain because that's how bad the shirt it was. I can't believe a producer wasn't like, Kiesa, what the fuck are you doing? Like, put on a different shirt. Yeah, like hair and makeup did not approve this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you go on TV wearing a shirt like how do they let you go on TV I don't wearing know, a shirt? Maybe like Dana's that? you're allowed to express yourself. Uh I guess dude. policy goes stretches through to commentators. It would have if it would have looked less weird if he was wearing no shirt than the shirt that he was wearing. That's how insane it was. Maybe too um he's so boring that he had, knows he has to get like spice some, it up. Yeah. Yeah, with the shirt, the attire. I don't know, dude. I've just never seen it was the most awkward-looking shirt I've ever seen on TV. And no I've one never explained seen somebody, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, oh, it's funny shirt day here on set. Like He's worn some really ugly shoes before, too. But, dude, I don't know how you can possibly get a shirt that, that's bad, that is that bad. It just looks... Dude, look at this thing. So it's roses and a skull, but then and it has, like, this inner, like... Dude, it's terrible. Yeah, it's kind of like Day of the Dead cowboy crossover. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just bad. It's got the white like outlining the bu- where the buttons are. And, and then, stuff. yeah, and then he went with the bolo tie, which he could have gone just no tie. The bolo ties. How is that even a thing? I didn't <laughs> even know what it was called. I would just if you're dumb enough to wear one of those, like I mean th- that that is actually like a Texas thing. So I guess I get that one, that part of it. But oh, he's trying to be Texas ish. But maybe. that's Tex. That's not the shirt. The shirt is might be Texan. Like the ro- even the rose is Texan, but like the skull is not. Dude, and it's got the the crossbones on the on like there's all these finer details that make it even more insane. Like. Oh, my God. I don't know what Kiesa was thinking, but whatever. <laughs> Shout out, Kiesa. All right. Also, I got some uh, call-outs. So did you see the Joe Rogan talking about squirters with Stavros? No. Dude, so Rogan and Stavros are talking about squirters. So, I, so the call-out, I guess, is to anybody who's ever bragged about making a girl squirt or whatever, all you did was get pissed on, apparently, <laughs> and it's, it's proven. So they pulled up this article... There's a scientific study done in Japan on squirters, and they, like, injected them with, like, dye or something. And then when they squirted, it was just, like, into their bladder. They put blue dye. And when they squirted, it was just all blue dye. So they're just all, all peeing on dudes. And it's <laughs> scientifically proven by I thought that doctors just, in Japan. I thought that was just a meme. No, it's Now it's we have to true. find out next if the pee is Apparently stored in the balls. Apparently you can watch... They, young Jamie, I, I know our Googling skills aren't as good, but found videos of the study and watched the blue squirt out and everything. So it's just, it's just piss. That's all it is. You got wow. peed on. I thought that was just a meme, like pee being stored in the balls. No, it's, uh, it's the truth. Wow. It's just, uh, just straight getting pissed on. <laughs> That's a, an eye opening, eye opening news for some, I suppose. I know, dude, <laughs> I've ne- I've never done it. So I thought maybe I'm glad, you know? Yeah. Never had the experience. <laughs> Never say never. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But uh, also call out Matt Reif, dude. 
Oh, this yeah. guy is such a loser, man. Like, he is... Can I just say he was never funny? I, no, he's never funny. He Every never once funny. in a while, he had, like, a... I saw, like, a TikTok or something that was, like, a decent crowd work or whatever. But overall, like, this dude has... His career has skyrocketed off of hot chicks liking him, right? Or just girls in general, not even hot chicks. Just, like, a bunch of chicks thinks he's, like, this hot dude, comedian, and they all go and see him. I've never seen somebody actively hate their own audience as much as this guy. He trying to be cool. He's gone on every single podcast talking about how much he hates that his all of his fans are females and like how he's just trying to convince guys to come to his shows. And not only that, but he talked about it in his in his special. He like was hating on women openly. It's like, <laughs> dude, like are you gay or like what is your what is your deal? Like yeah. you're like you have you haven't made, dude. You're rich now because of females coming to your shows. Like, at least don't openly hate on them. You don't have to be excited about it, but... Yeah, I, I thought he was an industry plant, to be honest, because I never thought he was even remotely funny. Dude, he was on that Nick Cannon's Wild and Out, like, forever. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone said. Like, the reason he's blowing up now is because he's been grinding for 10-plus years, and I'm like... I get that, like, maybe eventually you get your moment, but, like, I just never thought he was funny. No. Yeah, he's blowing up because of TikTok. I thought he was, like, an industry plant. He's blowing up because he's good-looking, right? That's all it is. Yeah. Could be an industry plant, right? You don't get on Wild and Out since you were, like, 10 years old and not be, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I did see something with him where he claimed, like, he was making, like, 50K a year for, like, the last, like, seven years. Like, he was basically oh, broke. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know you don't make a lot of money as a comedian unless you're selling out clubs and and like now you're finally doing it because you found your audience, which is chicks. Yeah, and I mean, now you're actively trying to dismantle it by telling them all you fucking hate that they come to your show and shit. Like a comedian's worst fear is like bombing one show. He bombed a career. Yeah, yeah, he's actively trying to tank his whole career. Like, he's trying to rebrand. And guess what? He's not funny. So he's like, yeah, at least sometimes the girls bring like their boyfriends, and then their boyfriends are like oh, yeah, he's hilarious. And then the girls are like, what the fuck? And it's like, dude, no, you're not. Like, you're just going to make all your current fans that are females pissed at you, and you're also not going to get, like, these guy fans that you so drastically desire. Yeah, he probably needs to just do the the, the comedian route and the, strike while the iron's hot and try to get in, like, a movie or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. That Because... Like you said, he's not that funny. I turned on the special. I turned it off pretty quickly. Like it was, it was not funny at all. You're not going to be able to compete with like a Shane Gillis or something like that, where like everything no. they say is like hysterical, and yeah. it has to be because there's nothing else to them. Like they're they're fat and goofy. And I go, yeah, no chicks are coming to see them like voluntarily. Like <laughs> you know, they, he's not the only chicks coming to see Shane Gillis. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, it's their dudes bringing, bringing their girlfriends. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, yeah, we. I have to listen to this guy constantly. So yeah, exactly. I may as well go to his show. Yeah, crazy move. Uh, we'll see if it pays. Bold strategy. We'll see if it pays off. I have a feeling it's it's not going to. He's gonna be like, like Amy Schumer or something, just fall off a cliff. Oh man, don't remind me. Amy. She's like completely. She was an what industry, happened to her? She was an industry plant. Her her uncle is Chuck Schumer. The the he was like the whatever the head of the Senate or whatever. Oh yeah, the oh the congressman. Or yeah, whatever? yeah, Chuck Schumer. That's her uncle. Yeah, she was an industry. No plant. way. Yeah, swear to God, dude. It's the they, more you look into it, like everybody famous is. Yeah, some, yeah. I've been saying that for years. They're literally they all are. Yeah, and like nobody, you just, unless you just, you're like 
next level extremely talented and even then a lot of times you don't no, they don't even make it yeah no it's just you you always find out they change their name so you don't know like that angelina jolie is john void's daughter like you they they, they it's yeah just, it's you sk- would think there'd be less of it now with how social media you could blow up or something you know with the internet and whatnot but it yeah. still seems like somehow they still just find a way to blow up yeah. the people they want to i mean the rest of us have to like work real jobs and stuff we don't have time to pr- yeah. pursue a career yeah, right <laughs> i guess if you got it if you literally get an allowance that's more than my salary per year, like yeah, yeah, to exactly. Just on your ass, you got plenty of time to figure out how to get good at social media or something. Exactly. No, a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, I think Matt Rife. I don't think I don't think he had any famous relatives, but I think he uh, he's doing a world class botch job of uh, what he had. Yeah, dude. Just like. Read the book on like what not to do and Dude, decided just to do, do what it. all the other comedians are doing. Become a UFC fan. Don't do anything yeah. except shows and podcasts. Suck up to Joe Rogan. Yeah, get, yeah. Get the push. Enjoy it and be good. Be be happy. Enjoy your female fans and just yeah. have them keep buying tickets to your show and just cash checks. That's the dream. The cash checks. Who cares who is buying? You know who who cares who's giving you the money? Who's buying the tickets to cash your Honestly, checks? Like, he, the haters got to him. That's what happened. It the is. haters were saying this guy's not funny. It's just girls. Yeah, and he just compl- and he melted down. Dude, that's a complete job. That <laughs> botch job. JLT boneheaded of the week or maybe of, of the, the year, year man. For, right? For the only sure. thing I can't say is he probably made like he he's probably made enough money to live the rest of his life. So true. Well, he was saying he got some girlfriend. Maybe it's like partly that where his girlfriend's oh, like, dude, that's, oh, I don't be like a, you. A radical. Yeah. Like the girl that made Colin Kaepernick turn into a radical BLM member. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. I don't like all the girls at your show. So now he's like, all right, babe, I'll start telling all the girls to fuck themselves. <laughs> he, I mean, uh, crazier things have happened. Girls have made guys do crazier things than that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Maybe JLT investigation, but all right, we better move on to our, our preview here. Um, not the greatest card. Uh, I, I, I don't like to crap on cards too much. There's not some, the worst, though. There's some decent fights on here. I actually like some of these fights a lot, but just kind of, like you said, this was like a thrown-together card. Like, we didn't even know this one was coming. This is end of the year. We owe these guys fights on their contract, and yeah. they want to fight. So we got to throw this I'll card I'll put it together. this way. There are some interesting matchups here, and we'll start off with an interesting one right off the bat. Chris Gutierrez, plus 310 against Song Yudong, minus 395. Uh, a while back, I probably would have said I would be okay um, maybe taking a fly on Chris Gutierrez and maybe fading Song Yudong. Um, but Song Yudong has really turned it around. Like He looks like he's fixed shirt up all his holes. Yeah, he's like sol- – I mean, he's always been pretty solid, but he wasn't quite there, I, right? I hate the price tag. I don't like the price tag, but I feel like Song Yudong's a safe pick. Agreed. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of what he's like minus three something. Almost minus four. He's almost minus four hundred. Jeez. So yeah, I I don't love that. But regardless, especially here in a five round fight, I think Song Yudong wins this most likely by decision. I think he's quicker than Chris Gutierrez. Chris Gutierrez has those leg kicks that he throws that that do quite a bit of damage. So um, I think Gutierrez will probably have some success there. But overall, I just think Song Yudong is, is the better fighter. And over, over five rounds, I think he'll get the W here. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't love the price tag. It's one of those ones. But it's not even one of those. I, I'll definitely be hedging on a little bit on Chris Gutierrez at that big if I have a parlay that gets there. But for sure. All right, Anthony Smith, plus 190, Khalil Roundtree, minus 230. Obviously, Khalil Roundtree has all the tools to win this fight, but he is he loves to look good and have you think he turned a corner, like similar to Song Yudong. 
except the difference is Cleo Roundtree doesn't turn the corner. And Anthony Smith has made a career of, out of beating these like talented, but like not never panned out prospects who are, I mean, Cleo Roundtree, no longer a prospect, more of like probably, you know, middle to end of his career. Um, Anthony Smith could easily pull some shicey stuff here, some veteran savvy here and maybe submit him or something. Um, the only thing here, I have a hard time. Anthony Smith doesn't handle leg kicks well, and Cleo Roundtree's got some vicious leg kicks. Um, yeah, that is true. He's got some solid Muay Thai. I just, if Anthony Smith can't get it to the ground, I don't, he, I don't think he beats him in the stand-up. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going Anthony Smith here because uh, I, 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 I get these feelings on Anthony Smith, whether he's going to get his ass kicked or do you have well. Been a, you've, you've read Anthony Smith well. And again, Cleo Roundtree, like I said, you're always thinking of the best version of Cleo, and the best version rarely shows up yeah exactly Khalil Roundtree so he's got power but he's relatively slow um he's kind of plotting he's not that good of a fighter he's he's looked good recently I think a lot of it is he's gotten some softball matchups for yeah, the most Modestus part Bukaskis. yeah and that's made him look good uh Anthony Smith like what's the difference between Ryan Spann and and uh, Khalil Roundtree? There's not a ton of difference. A He's actually less powerful. And Anthony Smith was able to weather the beating in that second round. So what? Uh, Anthony Smith looked good in round one and three against Ryan Spann and got almost beat to death in round two. But he ended up winning the fight. So it was a split decision i believe but it was uh, but he beat him twice he also submitted ryan span yeah exactly so yeah if this gets to the ground anthony smith wins all day right but i also think i think he can win on the feet similar to the ryan span fight so i like that it's not like we're relying on a takedown because anthony smith hasn't been taking people down really unless like he gets beat to a pulp and drops and then he gets people to the ground but uh yeah, yeah i think anthony smith he's quick somewhat compared at least compared to Cleo Roundtree he's gonna be able he's gonna have a somewhat of a I don't a volume advantage as far as the striking goes but not a power advantage so mm-hmm. I think he could win a decision or he could win by submission as well I don't I don't know if he'd knock out Cleo Roundtree but um or Cleo Roundtree could drop him and knock him out as well but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm never surprised when Anthony Smith is able to pull it out because he, he's done a good job of being of lingering around that top f- top five and winning fights. That sometimes. He's plus 192, and against a guy, I'd say this is closer to a 50-50 fight. Yeah, the value's on Smith here. I would totally agree with that. Um, Nazareth Heckpressed, minus 205. Jamie Malarkey, plus 170. Sneaky Jamie Malarkey, he likes to be the underdog, and when, he's, when he is the underdog, he's, he's, he's done some good stuff. Um, hack pressed also highly touted prospect. Didn't really pan out quite that way. Um, still though, probably, you know, he's fairly durable. Um, Malarkey takes quite a bit of damage. Malarkey's like a guy that gets beat up early and then kind of keeps coming forward. Um, I, I don't know. I think hack Press is the better fighter here, but Malarkey, he surprised me. Yeah, exactly. I think, so I keep going back and forth. I switched my pick on this one multiple times, and I might do it again here. I mean, Hack Press, more talented. Malarkey wants it more. You know, there's been so many times where Hack Press has been a huge favorite, and he ends up winning the fight, but just barely. It's mm-hmm. like the guy has never, you've never watched a Hack Press fight and been like super impressed afterwards, yeah. you know? And Correct. for a guy who's always a favorite, it seems kind of insane that I've never like walked away from a fight like, Oh, hack press looks like he's gonna be like the real deal. He, he always you always walk away being like, 
oh, he barely won that one, he, or he didn't look that good because you always have such high expectations for him. Jamie Malarkey, grinder, wrestler, you know, striking, hit or miss, not great. I mean, I think definitely Hackprest will have the striking advantage here, but Malarkey, once he starts wearing on him, I, don't, I just don't know what Hackprest is going to do. He seems like a guy who who just doesn't want it, That who's just doing it to do it. He doesn't seem like he wants to be champ or want, wants to necessarily win any fight or whatever. It just, I don't know. I just, there's something about him that I just don't think. Yeah. I he's don't never, like. he's never lived up to anything that his hype coming up. Right. Exactly. So what was the line on this one? Hack press is a minus two Oh five. Main mark. He's plus one seventy. Jeez. I kind of wish Malarkey was a little bit bigger of an underdog and I would definitely take him, but I don't know. A plus one seventy. I, I, this one's closed for me. Ah, shit. <laughs> This is a tough card. What's your official pick on this one? Um, Hackpress? Hackpress might be on my do not bet list. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But then Malarkey's kind of like on my do not bet list as well. They both kind of... Malarkey's on my... I love to watch him fight, but I, I don't necessarily... I love when he pulls off a big a big underdog win, but... I'm going to go Malarkey. All I'm right. going to go two dogs here and hope one of them hits. I'll ride with Malarkey as well, only because... This is we don't have any to make official league picks this this week, so fuck it. I'll ride with Malarkey but as then well. Then you get like, but if we're, if we're debating this like much, KO'd by Namov and, and whatnot, you know. Yeah, I mean, if we're debating it this much and we're getting the values Plus on Malarkey, yeah, it's almost. Yeah, I mean, hack press until you show me something. Like I'm not going to believe in you. Yeah, like, for sure, especially when you're minus two hundred. And Malarkey's a tough guy. Like he's not going to go away easy. Exactly. So yeah, I like Malarkey there. All right, I know I don't even need it. I know who you're going to like in this fight. We got Andre Muniz, plus 145. Jung Young Park, minus 175. First of all, I like Park a lot. He's just... Yeah, the Iron Turtle, dude. What's yeah. not, not to like He's there? a fun fighter. He's active. He's he's durable. He's a good fighter. He's not the best fighter, but he's a good fighter. And then you have Andre Muniz, who really kind of blew up quickly, but has been fully exposed since. He if he can't win by armbar, he can't win. Yeah, which is absolutely insane to be in 2023, almost 2024 now, and you can only win by armbar and mixed martial arts, especially men's. It's like women are not even finishing by armbar as much as they used to, and like you're still your only move is but an armbar. Give him credit for how close how close he's almost able to get everybody in an armbar. <laughs> yeah, but when he's not, he just looks absolutely awful. You know what? It was when he broke Jacare's arm. That's when everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's a problem." But yeah, Jacare exactly. was a corpse at that. point. He like armbarred three people because he do that. He did that sneaky move where he'd be like, he'd be scramble. on his back like he's gonna rear naked choke, and then he would like you would transition into an arm bar and nobody would see it coming. And now everybody knows like that's his move and you just don't let him do the arm bar there and you don't lose to him. So, I mean, his only way to win would be backpacking. He has Jung Young Park, zero striking, zero striking. I think Jung Young Park's going to be better all the way around. Just don't get arm barred and, and you win the fight. So yeah, there you have it. Anyone else on this card you want to go over? Uh, let me double, let me take it. Let me take a quick look at it again. Let's see. Oh, Sue, Sue Majergy is fighting on this one, I think. Um, oh, yeah, against Tim Elliott. Tim yeah, Elliott minus Tim, 142, Majergy plus 120. Yeah, that's one of those ones where I guess I'd probably go Sue Majergy just because Tim Elliott, he couldn't get it done in his last fight with a full training camp. Like, he's clearly just taking this Racking fight because... Paychecks. Yeah, he's just taking a fight to get some money bef- like 
divorce money. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, Sue Maderji is not like a world beater or anything, but I think he definitely has has the um, has the ability to beat a short notice, unmotivated Tim Elliott. Like, I don't know, Tim Elliott just seems like even if he's winning the fight, he's gonna lose at some point. You know, he just mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't care in there. It's just like, oh, if I get if I get in a submission, I'm not going to try and get out of it. I'm just going to tap. I'm just, I'm fine with my show money. I don't care about a win bonus type thing. Yeah, there's money to be made. So, yeah, we can put that one in the official picks. We'll go Sue Maderji there. All right, there you um, have it. Anything else? Oh, that, that Steve Garcia versus Mel Squeal Costa went to the, you know, the guy with the red hair? Mm-hmm. He was pretty legit, I think, when we saw him fight last, wasn't he? Um, I don't remember his last fight. I think he had knocked somebody out. Let's see. Uh, Austin Lingo. But then he lost to Tiago Mo- Moises. So, no, maybe I'm thinking of some other red-haired guy. Is this the right guy? Look at dude. He looks like he's got that. Yeah, he's got the yeah, that skin disease. Multicolored. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I remembered him. But, um, he's pretty solid. I think he lost his first fight and won his second fight, maybe, maybe, or maybe the other way around. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, other than that, I mean, the prelims on this are weak as fuck. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. There's, I mean, it's main. The main card's good. Like I'll be watching the full main card, but I don't even know if prelims worth watching. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like that. All right, anything before we wrap up? I think that's it. What did we forget anything? Was there anything else that crazy that happened over the weekend? Nothing, nothing I can think of. Yeah, all the old... I mean, I felt like last week there was so much crazy shit happening, like, outside of the cage, but this week's been a little... This next week's going to be crazy because we got got a big card coming up, and then we have a month off, I believe. Yeah, what do you think of uh, Platinum's big call-out is he wants Masvidal? That's, like, the only fight he wants next is Masvidal, Bare Knuckle. I mean, uh, making money. I think that's a sick fight. Yeah, I would take it. I'll buy the pay-per-view if I like that. (laughs) All right, there's more money for uh, Platinum. So, yeah, all right, then. We'll see if uh, he can make it happen, but we'll wrap things up here. So um, we will be back next week to recap. Uh, Good luck on your picks. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you all next week. Peace.